Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Muses of the Mind and the Fan podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host. Alright, today's podcast is going to be a big one. Um, I'm sure you all are aware of what happened last night. Ronaldo released an interview with P.S. Morgan, or P.S. Morgan rather, released an interview with Cristiano Ronaldo. And Ronaldo shared his thoughts on the state of the club. Um, oh well, not the state of the club, but his relationship with the club as a whole and with Eric Ten Hag, the manager. I'm going to um, share my opinion about that interview. I also want to talk about the game between Minen and Fulham last night. And I'll briefly talk about the game with Aston Villa on Thursday, the Carabao Cup game. So there's a lot to talk about this morning. Um, first and foremost, I want to say I'm disappointed about the Ronaldo interview. It's um, a very, very sad situation at the club. I really wish that um, even though this will not um, work out perfectly between Ronaldo and Eric Ten Hag, at least the he and the club will end their relationship in much, much better terms. <laughs> Um, bridges will not be burnt, and um, you know, we leave um, his legacy will not be tainted. His um, relationship with the club as a whole, everything about him will not um, will not end the way it has. But I fear that um, there's no going back on this. I think this will probably be the last straw. Um, since pre-season, we've been having issues with Ronaldo and the board and Eric Ten Hag not showing up for pre-season and it is clear now from this interview that the reason why he didn't show up for, the, for pre-season was because of his sick daughter and so all this, I don't know why Piers Morgan did not ask him whether he wanted to leave in, in the summer, but Ronaldo clearly said in that interview with Piers Morgan that he's being forced out of the club, or or he was being forced out of the club since pre-season. So apparently, some of the news reports we've been hearing all this time, and some of the assumptions and views we've had, is either false or Ronaldo is telling us a lie. We won't know for sure. Until Ronaldo comes out plainly um, to say that he wanted Ronaldo, um, that he was being forced out of the club or he never asked to leave the club during preseason. That has to be addressed one way or the other. I've not watched the full interview, I've watched snippets, so, but I'm very certain from the comments I've been reading that Ronaldo did not say he wanted to leave the club during pre-season or during the summer so that is that is one point that needs to be stated clearly so according to Ronaldo instead of him pushing for a move during pre-season the club was trying to force him out during pre-season and at the same time the reason why he was not showing up for training was because his daughter was sick and so he wanted to spend time with his family and his daughter until she was fully recovered and if that is 
if that is the situation then it is pretty understandable and i don't know where the rumors were coming from or who is pushing the agendas anyway so that is one aspect that um still needs more clarification the another thing um Renato mentioned which really broke my heart is um the fact that he didn't respect Eric Ten Hag and he doesn't respect Eric Ten Hag and Eric Ten Hag doesn't respect him. Um or well, Eric Ten Hag has been disrespecting him and so he has not respected Eric Ten Hag in return. Now uh, we fans um uh, can only see the politics that goes on on the field of play like the him walking off against um spurs um, um him being substituted um against um newcastle and some other games like that those are the only cues we have about the disrespect um ronaldo has been getting from eric ten hag um which many of us would agree um, Eric Tenag is within his rights to make those decisions, not to bring in Ronaldo in a game, or to what time to bring him on, and Ronaldo refusing or taking him off. It's up to Eric Tenag. If he works, then we give Eric Tenag credit. If it doesn't work, then we give him the criticism. So that is up to Ten- Eric Tenag. Now, how Ronaldo interprets such actions is on Ronaldo. But are we saying? That is the only reason, or that is why Ronaldo is saying Eric Ten Hag disrespected him. Or is there other things going on behind the scenes that we don't know? If that is the case, then it's so unfortunate. But at this point in time, we really don't know. And I don't think Eric Ten Hag will address such comments or such. Um, we won't be able to entertain such questions, even if they were asked to him directly. So we'll never know until maybe. After Aiken Hag leaves this club, he'll probably keep his mouth shut. And so um, it's so disappointing um, what he said about Aiken Hag. And at this point, it's very clear that Ronaldo is going to leave Manchester United. His contract will probably be terminated in the next couple of hours or the next couple of days. I don't see any way back for Ronaldo at this club. I think it is clear that he's going to be leaving in the summer, and uh, because if you look at it, if Ronaldo, if Portugal, for example, goes far in the World Cup, you'd expect that after the World Cup they will be given time off. So all those games that will come on Boxing Day and in December, Ronaldo will not probably not play them. Carabao Cup games, league games, those are games that you can leave out a player like Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, um, but so in January, it is clear that we need to sign a striker to replace Ronaldo. Will the Glazers do that on time? Will they internally get what he wants? I don't really know. Knowing this club, how sloppy we are in doing transfers, it's going to be a very difficult second half of the season, in my opinion. That's what I think. Now, of course, the team needs strengthening uh, in, in the defense, the midfield, and the attack. But priority should be given to a striker because Marshall cannot be trusted to score regularly and 
stay fit. Very important. Then we need cover for Jigo Dalot. And we also how Fulham really built most of the attacks from the right back position where Tara Malasha did a job in. Obviously, he was a square peg in a round hole, but Eric had was left with no choice but to play him there. And it seemed a sensible choice because he had done well there in the past. So, but against Fulham, playing at home, um, against a player like William, who is not a bad player in any sense, forget what forget what happened to him and Arsenal. William is a very good player. And so, Tarek Malasha had a very difficult game yesterday. He did a job, he did a lot of good things, but he also was exposed for what he was. He misfit in that position. So, I think we need a backup fullback for Diego Dalot in general. Those are the two priority positions, in my opinion. Then maybe a midfielder who can take off some burden of Ericsson or Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez. Somebody who can create and who can um, be engaged in midfield battles. We need someone like that. So, um, but at the moment, it appears Eric Ten Hag um, has to deal with Ronaldo and Diego Dalot as the priority signings in January. Whether that will happen, I don't know. And let's wait and see. And that again is about what Ronaldo is talking about. He mentioned about um, the state of the club that he met the same way things are done, the same structure, the same everything that he 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 left behind in 2009. He met them again, you know, coming back how many years? Um, he left in 2009, he came back in 2022, that is 13 years, sorry, 2021, he came back last season. Okay, so uh, 2021 will be like 12 years. So what he left behind over a decade ago, is still physically present at my United. The waiters are done, his infrastructure, everything is in a mess. And he has voiced it out in the interview and he is directly or indirectly calling out the Glazers, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, I've seen that on social media. Of course, this is the number one discussion on everybody's lips right now, that Ronaldo interview. Um, people are talking about his comments about Wayne Rooney, about Ten Hag, but looking beyond the politics of the club and the club hierarchy, not doing what they're supposed to do, try to force him out. Nobody's looking at that. They're focused on uh, petty things that he talked about that was asked of him. Now, the truth of the matter is this. People are not... Those who are against Ronaldo, I feel that don't know about Ronaldo's contributions to this club, don't really appreciate what he has done. We are many of us are influenced by recessive bias. I might be also be affected by recessive bias. I admit that Ronaldo was wrong in many things he has done this season. I admit that Ronaldo has been poor this season overall. He has surely performed below his high standards. Okay, Ronaldo is not Ronaldo of last season, let alone Ronaldo of five, ten years ago. That's not Ronaldo we have now. Ronaldo is struggling. And so, 
if we had a striker who would do the job, I don't think we'll all be complaining about um, Ronaldo's poor performances. But Ronaldo, if you're not going to play him and he's struggling, the best thing to do is to uh, mutually terminate agreements or at least, at the very least, show him some respect. Bring him on in games or take him off or adjust the tactics. I know it's not easy, but we don't have players who, can, who are really adjustable. I, my idea is good at playing one way, directly hitting teams on the break. That's what we are good at. And that is why Ronaldo is not thriving, because he's not fast anymore. Or he cannot, you don't expect Ronaldo to be running the way Rashford or Marshall or Ganacho or Elanga can run every, every match. He needs teams whereby they can hold up, um, control the midfield, create chances for him, and you put the chances away. Those are the teams that Ronaldo can fit in. Not in the mind, I think that most times loses control of the midfield. Like yesterday, as we saw against Fulham, for most of the second half, we lost control of that midfield. That is why Eric Ten Hag had to bring in Scott McTominay to try and bolster the midfield, but it still didn't really work. You know, it was an individual moment of brilliance from Ericsson and especially Alejandro Ganacho that gave us the victory um, yesterday. But that will not always happen. That will not always happen. There will be games, there'll be games whereby the game will be tight and no amount of individual brilliance will be able to help us grab a late victory. That game was a game... Okay, Ronaldo was not even physically present against Fulham and we're missing chances easy easy chances Marshall the chances Marshall missed in the first half you would argue that Ronaldo would have buried at least one of them you know but if Ronaldo was missing those chances we will all criticize Ronaldo people will criticize Ronaldo that he's finished he's that he's this but the younger strikers are also missing those chances so what is going on but nobody called out Marshall yesterday. I'm sure if if we were to call out Marshall, the people would say, oh, he has been injured. He's just coming back from injury. But people are criticizing Ronaldo as a finished player because he's missing chances. Nobody's giving excuses for Ronaldo. Okay, okay. He's in poor form. Any reasonable individual who knows Ronaldo would say, okay, Ronaldo is not finishing his chances because he's in poor form. Not because he's finished. Far from it. He is not finished. I have no doubt in my mind that if Ronaldo, if there were no issues with this, with um, between him and Eric Ten Hag and everything was done as they should, at some point in the season, Ronaldo will hit form. Form is temporary or class is permanent. It's obviously clear that Ronaldo is in poor form. Maybe partly due to the fact that he didn't have preseason, and maybe partly due with the fact that he's having issues with the club. These things could also be mental, psychological. His performances have not been good because he's not happy at the club. These are not things people are looking at. We are only focused on the fact that um, he's not, he's not um, like somebody accused him of being. We are being, we are already handicapped whenever he plays. What kind of statement is that? 
Some people are even blaming Ronaldo for our defeat against Aston Villa. Really? The most humiliating defeat we suffered this season was against Man City. Ronaldo didn't even kick a ball in that game. Who did we blame? When people blame one player, a striker, for inability to win a game or inability to keep the defense or to defend properly, then it just shows the agenda. It's just unfortunate um, the state of the club right now as regards Ronaldo. Um, it's, it's, it's only a miracle that will keep Ronaldo at this club beyond January. As it is now, I expect that the club will release a statement today and maybe suspend him indefinitely until further notice or terminate his contract at some point. And that's what I expect will happen, maybe before the World Cup or after the World Cup. But I would also not be surprised if Ronaldo remains in this club in January and all that. And all. I won't be surprised, but it's very, very unlikely after this interview. This interview seems like Ronaldo doesn't care anymore. He's done with this club. And it's a sad state of events. I wish this had been better. And I wish um, things had ended in a much better um, situation, but it is what it is. Um, I have to move on from this Ronaldo saga. I've uh, spent a fair number of time talking about it. There's a lot to chew on, and maybe I'll make this podcast specially dedicated to this Ronaldo situation, and maybe um, I'll do that after... Um, I see my reaction and I've seen that interview in full. Um, I think that's what I will do. I'll probably do a podcast during the week to really discuss the fallout from this interview and also address some of the issues that were raised. Uh, so I'll just end it at that. And so, talking about the game against Fulham yesterday, I'm glad we won the game. I was extremely happy with the goal by Alejandro Ganacho. <coughs> Excuse me. So I was very happy about the result. In the first half, we did very well. We created chances that we ought to have put away. Ericsson, Marshall, all missed good chances to score. Elanga in the second half missed a good chance to score. Rashford missed the follow-up. You know, so we allowed Fulham to come back into the game and they duly equalized. Um, and it became... It became difficult for us to uh, grab hold of the game. Uh, McTominay missed one, one or two chances also to score, but Alejandro Ganacho again, with his explosive pace, his willingness to run, his fearlessness, and Ericsson's um, creativity helped us get that winner. Um, I was very happy that the goal finally came because it was very important for us to get the victory to keep in touch with the the top four places um we have a game in hand um on spurs and newcastle so we can bridge that gap when we're able to play that fixture hopefully we will win the game and cut down um our lead with spurs i mean the points definitely with spurs and newcastle so if we can win uh, some of these difficult games i'm sure we will um, 
we will go far this season. We'll make a better impression than we did last than last season. Last season, I don't think we ever had as bad as bad a season as last season under Eric Ten Hag. But <coughs> excuse me, under the current state of this club right now, um, if Marshall does not hit top form soon, and we don't stand a striker in January to replace the obviously leave, uh, um, outgoing Ronaldo, um, then we'll have a problem. Marshall Rashford cannot be trusted to score goals consistently. I don't think they've ever scored in three games in a row this season. I don't think so. I stand to be corrected. So we'll have problems because there are players who waste chances, easy chances for that matter. They're not clinical. They are good players, but they're not what my United need. We need players who will take half chances and combat them. You know? But can we get any in January? I don't know. I don't think we can. No club will, no club, no player that we've been linked to will be gotten in January. Osimhen has been linked with Manchester United um, the past couple of days, but I don't see Napoli selling him in January. I don't see that. Maybe in the summer, but not in January. You know. Then. Um, so overall, I think we did okay. Did enough, just enough to win the game. But the second half, you have to give it to Fulham. Fulham did very well. He played much better, created better chances than we did. The jar was caught into action, and it was excellent again as usual. So uh, those who are criticizing the jar, I think and I hope they will bury their agendas. Their agendas are. Uh, yeah, just obviously has worked with Ronaldo, but I don't think he's going to work with David Dejan because he is a consummate professional and um, he has shown that he is adaptable and can learn. And like I said before, things like passing out from the back, those are skills that can be acquired and learned. And Dejan is now doing well at it. He's now sweeping very well, coming off his line when he ought to, and sweeping correctly and passing and distributing the balls correctly and made some very brilliant saves yesterday at least three brilliant saves so um kudos to dj uh, in the defense i think i was happy with linda love and martinez's performance again i am we can see the impact um varan obviously is going to be first choice but since varan is injury prone i'm happy that linda love is up in the picking under ahead of Harry Maguire. His um, combination with Lisa Nomadia has been very excellent. Um, and I'm very happy. Also, Luke Shaw's performance too was quite good yesterday. Uh, he did very well. He had one beautiful cross from Anthony Marshall, which Marshall couldn't convert. Um, so, I think the defense did very well. Malasha um, was the only weak link yesterday, and that was understandable. And it's not surprising that Fulham built most of the attacks from that wing, you know. And he did a job. There were a lot of last-ditch tackles, defensive um, clearances he made. Um, but he's not a right back, and so um, most times he was exposed. Um, and Fulham duly scored uh, from Bruno Fernandez's mistake in the second half after he gave the ball away and Malasha was out of position expecting Bruno to control and um, 
playing in or something. Anyway, um, in the midfield though, Casemiro again was intelligent, outstanding. Eriksen too was very outstanding, scored and created um, and the winner. Uh, Bruno was good in the first half, assisted Eriksen, but in the second half he struggled because he was pushed to the right and it was his mistake that led to Fulham's equalizer. So I think the midfield overall did okay, especially in the first half. The second half it was much more difficult. Um after uh, Eric Ten had brought off Elanga who had a terrible game yesterday. Um Elanga I don't see a future for him at this club. Um once Anthony is fit he'll be he'll be dumped somewhere in the reserves, you know, and um, Rashford too was poor yesterday. I don't see what Rashford did. He did well. He didn't create any chances. He wasn't making any incisive runs. He had some. He wasn't terrible yesterday. It was just average. And he missed a good chance to put United two goals up after Elanga missed his chance. So um, um, Rashford again poor. Marshall, I would say he did all right, uh, but he missed some chances to score. Uh, especially in the first half, he missed two good chances to grab. Um, he had a chance to shoot, he didn't shoot. He had two chances to score. They were uh, the header from from the cross from Luke Shaw was netted over the bar, and his shot um, was saved by Brent Leno. So, um, if it was Ronaldo, I'm sure. Um, his critics would have been saying he's finished, he's finished, he's that he's, he causes us to be handicapped and all whatnot. So you can see the problems we have at this club. We have a scoring problem. Um, at, at, at our forwards are not consistent and not taking their chances. It's important that this issue is addressed. And I don't know how it's going to be addressed with the World Cup coming up um, this coming weekend. So it's just uh, unfortunate, but what can we do? Hopefully, we will have a striker um, in January to replace Ronaldo if eventually leave this club. And um, hopefully, Antonio will be back. Hopefully, Sancho will be back. We need options. We can't be depending on players like Elanga. It's not just going to cut it for us at Manchester United. So, that's the situation of things at the club at the moment. Um, but I'm happy that we won the game. And I'm very pleased. Um, I, I didn't do a podcast um, over the Aston Villa game. Um, and I just want to talk briefly about it. That second half performance, I guess, Aston Villa is what we want to be seeing on a more consistent basis from Manchester United. I think we scored um, four goals in that second half, which is great. And um, the impact of Alejandro Ganacho and Christian Eriksen. Um, was felt and he turned the game around as a really scored first uh, through um, only Watkins uh, we equalized to Anthony Marshall um, then they went back ahead through an own goal from Diego Dalot and um, Rashford equalized and um, Bruno and McDominay um scored the third and fourth goals after good attacking play from Ganacho 
and our midfielder. So, um, I was very happy with the second half against Aston Villa. I think um, the fact that the game was open is what led to that played into our hands. If a team plays openly against Man United, um, they would be punished for it because we have forwards who can finish on a very good day. But teams that are compact, who are um, defensively well drilled and well organized, it's a bit more difficult for Man United. So that's where the challenge for Man United is to break down teams with low blocks and who are well drilled and defensively organized. That is the challenge that remains for Manchester United. So I hope that um, Eric Ten Hag will work on the team and do what is necessary to make us be more clinical and uh, more creative um, on the field of play. If Ericsson gets injured, we'll be in big trouble at this club because uh, I don't know if Van der Beek, who had a poor game against Aston Villa, in my opinion, well, will I say poor or quiet game? Who had a quiet game again against Aston Villa? Um, it's going to be the answer. Um, he, he played three times in a row for the first time since he joined this club and yet he has not seized his opportunities and I don't know how he's going to get the opportunities if Bruno is breathing down, he's, like he's supposed to be pushing Bruno. If Van der Beek was influential as Bruno is, I'm sure Bruno would have would cut out some of his excesses, his moaning and his um, um, mistakes and wastefulness. But because there's really no competition, that's why Bruno often becomes complacent. Bruno has been much better this season, no doubt about that. He had an assist yesterday. He scored against Aston Villa, you know. So Bruno has had a better season compared to the whole of last season. But um, he's not being challenged, you know. That's what I feel. He is almost a, a, an automatic starter. Outside uh, of Martinez and Dijia, Bruno is a regular starter. No, nobody's going to challenge him. So, um, that is the state of my United. But I was happy with the victory. And I was happy with yesterday's victory as well. So, that's it. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. This is a very long podcast. And that's because of the matters that are arising. Um, the World Cup is coming upon us. And um, I don't know if I'll be making... Well, I'll, I'm sure to make a at least two podcasts one i hope to do a review on my United's performance so far this season um review the performance as a whole and perhaps um talk about players that have done well and players that need to improve and areas that we need to improve i'll do a podcast on that and i'll probably do a podcast um in reaction to what my United do as regards Ronaldo's interview. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, as, regards, <clears throat> as regards the World Cup, I don't know if I will... I've not decided whether I'm going to be making podcasts on the World Cup. I think this page should not be dedicated to my United content only. Um, however, uh, only more I may be talking about... Um, um, the, the performance of some teams during the World Cup, I'll be sharing my World Cup thoughts. I'll be following the World Cup closely and I'll be giving my thoughts on Limo app. So if you're not on Limo, you need to download Limo app and follow me there and you'll probably get content from me 
during the World Cup. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all for taking our time to listen to this podcast. I'll see you when I see you. Do have a great week and bye for now.